Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rival's pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step to 53342. New York, call the 24-7 Hope Line at 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good, everybody. We are back. It is your boy Gerard and your girl Gabby, episode 116 of the KNS show. You like that? I was like, ooh, we got a new name. I was gonna, I was gonna it's say it's a motherfucking uh, remix, y'all. Here we go. You're dropping curses. We're like, <laughs> I mean, just because we've got corporate on the outside, we're a lady in the streets, Gerard. You know what they oh, say. Okay, yeah, a yeah, lady let's, in the yeah. streets. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's let's <laughs> let's just leave it there. All right. Given the background, you are on the East Coast. How are things? What's going on in your world? By the way, I saw your Deca Halloween costume um, in 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 the, in the Big D to watch the Cowboys and and the Bears, Dell Bears. Uh, it was, oh, you did a Bears. very good. You did a very good job. The sweater was great. Although there was one picture 
where you clearly had your purse on still. I'm like, I don't know the dick it would have a gold chain across because that, that was the strap, I guess, on your purse. I don't know the dick it would have a gold thing going across his body, but it was one picture. You, you took it out after that. I was going to say, you know that right? coach is really progressive. So I, I will say my mustache was giving me a little bit of like Robotnik vibes just because I, I like trimmed it day of. I'm like, this is what dudes feel like. I will say, I have to say, right? Like being a dude at the game, like that coach, the people either got it or they didn't, right? So I was getting dapped up being like, hey, coach, good game, coach. Four Ps for the game. Peyton, 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 and punt, right? Am I right? And I was like, people who got it were like really into it. I also uh-huh. ran into another female Ditka there as well. Obviously, my outfit was better. but Really? Know. A female Ditka, huh? Okay, another yep. one. Interesting. Interesting. There were two of us. Of course, we had to take a photo. But I will say, mm-hmm. it is y'all, y'all dudes are so lucky. It is so freeing not have to like – be cute or look a certain way or like I could dance like a crazy person and they're not gonna be like why is that girl dancing like an idiot just because I'm some dude with a mustache they're like amazing rock out yeah do the sprinkler yeah you could spike your can down outside of the stadium I recycled it afterwards for the record but I I will say it's the most free I felt in a while (laughs) y'all dudes are very lucky on Sundays now I get it it was Saturdays and Sundays were for the boys this weekend Gerard am I right (laughs) well listen (laughs) I don't don't even know where to go with that because as (laughs) listeners to this podcast will know, viewers, if you've seen me here, other platforms, you know that type of energy and behavior is not really how I particularly get down, right? I am not a Saturday is for the bros or Sunday is for the bros kind of guy. I enjoy my sports, of course, but like all that, you know, drunken buffoonery, not really my bag, but to each his own. You, I mean, I am a respectable like. drunken delivery, right? <laughs> like, I'm within limits. I don't like hangovers. I'm way too old for that shit. But I was a frat boy in my 20s. So, it, like, it took me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. I will say I had to dust off the khakis. Oh, um, the khakis, yeah, yeah. The khakis for mm-hmm. the bears, you know, mm-hmm. the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I also love that none of my friends were dressed up, which added to it. I, You know, that was kind of my point. It's like, it's Halloween weekend. I'm in Dallas. I'm there to see the away team, the, yes, Bears, the Bears, right? And so what better way to celebrate than with um, the coach? That was your first time at Jerry World, right? What did you think? No, not my first time. This was oh, actually my third oh, time okay, number three, okay. third time's a charm. I will okay. say, I mean, it's like the Times Square of stadiums. <laughs> there, It is sensory overload in so many different directions. I think like this round of Jerry World for me – the screens weren't as conflicting as they have been in the past. So it felt a lot more cohesive. They had the roof open, which was really beautiful. I think, you know, as a, as a, at my core, a Giants fan in New Jersey, mm-hmm. we have a certain resistance or feeling about Cowboys fans in New Jersey and in New York. They are a very different breed. And I don't mean any disrespect. You like who you like, even if they haven't won a championship in a very long time. I'm a Knicks <laughs> fan. I am nobody to judge by any means. But Cowboys fans in Dallas, it's a whole different breed. I think people were super friendly. I took a lot of pictures with people. They just, like, kind of leaned in. It's like I felt like we were all in on the joke. Everybody had a great time. Probably didn't hurt that the uh, Cowboys were up and played really great that yes. game. Um, but I will say, it's, it's it's a fun experience going to see other stadiums. I highly recommend it to the, anyone who is listening. The home fans are always nicer to the away fans when the home team is winning, right? So it's uh, it's all uh, it always works out better that way. Um, you know, see, it, it was Halloween. I don't want to spend a million years on this because Halloween's already passed. But I, I do feel right, at least as I'm getting older, there's like two distinct people. 
you either love Halloween and you're all the way in, or you're like, I cannot wait for this day to be over. And I feel like I fall in the camp of the latter. <laughs> like I'm That is like... not surprising to <laughs> myself or anyone even listening to this podcast or people who aren't listening who have met you for more than two and a half seconds, Jay. I'm not shocked. I would love it if you dressed up as me one year. You know, I think like that would be great. I would love to see the parody. I It's funny because I enjoy Halloween, but... <laughs> I'm not someone who normally goes all out. Like I know there's all the memes that are like two types of girls on Halloween. I am not in the sexy costume. (laughs) I got really big boobs. Don't need a costume to show it. That's fine. (laughs) But if I'm going to commit to a costume. Oh, you're committing. Like if I'm going to be like, oh, let me wear a football jersey to go to a Halloween party. I got the knee socks. I got the eye black. I am ready to go. You're in. Like Omaha all day, you and, know. And, and one of the things I appreciate about you, right? You're like, if you're gonna do something, you're like, I'm not gonna half-ass it. I'm I'm going all in, right? And that wonderful, love that, love that about you. you know, it's funny, you know. And the show's kind of taking a different turn today because we're just kind of riffing off the cuff. Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. You said something interesting just now. Omaha, of course, when the interview here at Omaha, you think of the Mannings, Peyton specifically. So Manning Cast is a very popular uh alternate cast viewing of of Monday Night Football and you know it's super popular people love it all that I wonder is NFL football and you could guess you can do it for college too because the because the way it works is the same in terms of the way the, the play on the field works right a lot of time in between plays it seems to me the alternate cast works best for football and not as great for basketball because I feel like basketball is constant motion and you don't like you know what I mean? Like, you don't want someone talking, like, like, shut the fuck up. Like, I got to pay attention to what's going on over here. 
Yeah, I agree. And and this is what I love. I mean, I'm a, I've been a big fan of the Manning family for a long time. You know, I think that's that that, Eli is one one of those two Super Bowls. Giants Eli fans. is the sleeper when it comes to humor. And so seeing him and Peyton <laughs> and their dynamic, like it's relatable no matter what type of fan you are, right? Like I have a younger brother. Whenever my brother and I get together, we are taken back to childhood or I'm the big, tough older sister. And, you know, it's my brother like falls into that role of like being the younger brother. Right. And so I love that dynamic with the two of them. I don't think people on a larger scale knew how funny Eli was until this show. Right. Like, and the way that they rip off each other, Mm -hmm. I like this kind of play by play. I agree with you that it, that commentary would, I'd be interested to see that in the baseball format as well. I I think baseball is a little too serious, a lot longer Mm -hmm. of a game, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I love this alternate format. I think that's something for me that I enjoy about telecasts around NBA. Mm -hmm. You get that humor in that format, but at select moments, like NBA Mm -hmm. on TNT does it so beautifully. Right. Right. And I think to be able to see that type of energy and vibe translate into football in a way that makes sense for the game. That's yeah. been really cool. I think that has been like for me one of the highlights of the season is their show. Yeah, I, I think you know the the, the way that the TNT does with inside, you get it pregame, halftime, postgame, right? Because that's when there's no action going on. Yep. Like having like Chuck having Chuck Kenny and Ernie and those guys doing a simul like while the game is going on, it wouldn't hit the same because you need to like laugh at their jokes and be tuned into that while also right. And again, football allows us because there's literally a, a minute and a half between every play, right? I mean, not that long, but you know what I mean? A long time before you get up for that next play, right? And there's penalties and whatever, right? Whereas in basketball, yeah, there's fouls and stoppages, but not in that manner, right? It is a lot of up and down action and there really isn't enough time to breathe. And then, you know, okay, here's what happened here. I, I just think it's a very interesting thing. And, you know, as the way in which sports is delivered and consumed changes, this is all very interesting. I, I was at ad week a few weeks ago and you know amazon prime was talking about the success of thursday night football and how the first the first game that three-hour block was the best three-hour block of prime signups in the history of amazon prime as an entity which duh no surprise right um but then they literally said because amazon prime is going to host um uh like next year the first black friday game um so day after thanksgiving and nfl they literally the woman said from amazon We want you to watch football and buy things at the same time. That is literally what she said, right? Like, and it's going to work because I mean, and when you, when you, because Black Friday, of course, everybody knows is a day where people love to like go to stores and buy things. Well, if Amazon already has it and you don't have to leave the comfort of your home and you're going to watch football, I mean, it's, it's going to work. It's just going to work. I think there's so much scalability there too, right, Jay, is that, you know, say you buy a certain amount or you spend a certain amount, you can unlock certain packages, certain deals, mm-hmm. the enter to win a trip to the Super Bowl, whatever that whatever. is. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, Prime does a really great job. Uh, you know, I, you know, I love me some Jeff Bezos couture every now and again, but <laughs> if I can buy that while watching some football, I mean, it's, it's kind of the American dream, no? I mean... <laughs> I know Jeff Bezos will be in space while this is uh, being broadcasted to all of us, but it'll be interesting to see how that format works. I know a lot more shows on whether it's cable or other streaming platforms, you can link out and be like, oh, that shirt that I saw on Gossip Girl, let me go buy that. And there's direct Mm -hmm. links to buy. So Mm -hmm. just continuing to build on that kind of like 360 immersive 
consuming experience. And I say, yeah. I mean, consuming in the term, in, in all of the senses, right. From mm-hmm. shopping, from watching, from listening, all the different things that you can do. You know, I could be like, great, mm-hmm. let me get a, a pair of beats at the prime day price on black Friday, because I can then get enhanced sound effects like live from the mm-hmm. game or like up Whatever. on the mic. So mm-hmm. it would be really, it'll be really cool to see how those technologies evolve. I, I will say though, and I talked about this with someone over the weekend about she obviously not in, in the vein of sports, but she was talking about how a lot of soap operas, daytime soaps are switching to exclusively to streaming services. And I think of people like my parents, my parents are lovely humans. I just want to caveat that, but give them a QR code at a restaurant. If it's not lit enough, like I say a prayer for them, you know? And so like having them go to Amazon right, right, or to watch on prime, I've, right. I've put Netflix on their TV. Have right. they been able to find it or access no. it since I did it? Who knows? I don't know. I might mess around with their algorithm, watch some crazy comedies, have them sign uh, in and be like, well, this isn't the blacklist anymore. But like, that's the piece that yeah. I don't think we're fully there. No. Especially no, with a, a sport that has so much roots and heritage like football yeah. to go solely to streaming. It's it, it's a challenge for the older generation for sure, because it's just like, I just want to find the game. Why is it so hard? And it's like, okay, now you got to do this thing. But the reality is... Amazon and streamers don't care about that shit, right? Like it's the 18 to, you know, whatever that coveted demographic, 35, whatever the coveted demographic, that's who they're going after, 18 right? 18 to 38, I still fit within that, so. And, you know, they are going where the people are and the people are on these, right? And for those of you that are not watching, I'm holding up my iPhone. That's where people spend the majority of their time, like right? they are on their phone. And so how can I deliver my product to where the people are? We're, we're going to you. Instead of making you come to us, you're running your phone, no problem. We'll go right to you. I think that's true. All I can think of is I want to go where the people go. Channeling My Little Mermaid. Sorry, it's the only verse that you're going to get from me. And oh, just like, I-, I will say though, to that point though, if it becomes streaming on your phone versus at home, mm-hmm. It does kind of tap into that. Like, so my dad just got a new cell phone, like mm-hmm. within the past few months. All he wants is ESPN and YouTube. He doesn't give a yeah. shit about anything else. He's like, why does my phone keep dinging for emails? And I'm like, because that's how you have it set up, dad. Like, I just want I don't ESPN understand. and YouTube. I don't understand what the question is here. Like, is this a serious question? But at the end of the day, if I were to say, like, let me put Prime and you tap this button... Right. Like my parents have prime because they get the thing for Whole Foods. So if it's app related on a device versus a television, and then for us young folks, then we can, we can have our fire sticks and stream on our smart TVs. I do think that you're totally right, that there is a balance there that, you know, might make that shift easier because the older generation, a lot of them, I mean, I'm, we're in a metropolitan area, so Mm -hmm. I cannot speak for a majority of this country that is still keeping the flip phone business alive. But right. for people like my dad, you know, my dad's in his seventies and still knows enough to be able to operate right. his phone yeah. for stuff like that, because that's what he's using it for now. Like mm-hmm. to FaceTime, watch Susan Boyle videos and get the highlights on ESPN. To FaceTime. Wow. That's wow. That is a quite sentence. the cocktail. That's, I know that is quite the sentence. All right. We're, we're going to move on anyway. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> So there, uh, there's a release uh, collaboration that's coming out this year, uh, the Jordan 4 and Amama Nye's, uh, and everybody is excited about it, mainly because of the success of the previous Jordan brand, Amama Nye collaborations. Uh, 
in particular last year's Jordan 3 Amamanye collaboration, which we, and not just us, but many other sneaker outlets and whatever, dubbed the collaboration of the year. Um, it, it just, it, it hit. And if I'm not mistaken, I feel like you got a pair. If I'm not, yes, you did. Okay, okay. I did, but it was way after the fact um, that I have, are, that are still on ice. I just think they're so beautiful. I'm waiting they for the are, right moment. They are And the right fit. I actually finally found a hoodie that matches that kind of mauve mm. color on them that that might be my debut this season. I like it. So anyway, with the fours, um, there's excitement around that. Uh, I don't know if you saw the, the images. The color looks like a very burgundy-ish um, color. Um, but it's like not that's, – that's at least what someone described it as. And I'm like, I feel like it's not quite burgundy. It's not wine enough color. Is it an me. oxblood type color maybe? But the images are really tough to tell. That's, I see, agree that's with you. the thing. It depends on who shot it, where, what the lighting is. I mean, you we you had not we had this issue with uh, what pair recently where I'm like, oh, that's not what they look like <laughs> with the Jordan Eleven, right? And like how it looked in the uh, the, the denims, right? That how they look yeah. for women, how they looked on the images versus what they look like in your hand. Now, were you surprised that they are better in person than they were in the, in the photo? I, I don't want to know. I don't know if I say surprised, but I think you know the women's eleven. You guys know I've been coveting this pair. This was the one pair I wanted all season. Was able to get them on sneakers app. You were. Um, yes. So at retail, I even, this was my very first early access, um, which was Remember very guys, we, so many Gabby levels. can no longer I know, say I, I never went on sneakers. That's, never that's say never, way. never say never. <laughs> um, I was so excited. I took photos that came in two days. I got my nails to match, except for <laughs> one person on Twitter said they don't, you know, it's fine. Love the trolls. <laughs> but I think, you know, this was shot in a darker background. It had kind of this like smokier mystique. And I think a lot of people slept on this. I had a few people reach out and say they didn't go for this because they didn't love the way it looked. I already knew this was going to be a beaut, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she came and I was like, she even cuter in person. I did not get catfished, <laughs> y'all. But I, I think that's what's really tough about some of these images, right? Like depending on the light, yeah. this yeah. blue velvet looks lighter versus darker. Yeah. It's, it actually matches perfectly to the rest of the midsole mm-hmm. and the upper sole mm-hmm. on this woman's eleven. You know, the sole here, the de- different mm-hmm. details with yep. the navy are all a lot more coordinated than the images that were released as that early access. And I think, you know, it's like, is it the, what color is the dress, right? Is it gold? Mm-hmm. Is it white? Is it blue? Is it green? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the rabbit leather. Sometimes the hips <laughs> don't always do the shoe justice. Sometimes the opposite happens, right? Where mm-hmm. uh, you see something in person, the materials, the textures, it looks amazing in photographs, but it doesn't necessarily translate. I think for this one, it's tough to tell what the true hue is about it. Mm-hmm. I love that Jordan Brand is investing in fours. You know, that's one of my mm-hmm. top three of all Jordan silhouettes of all time. It is. And there's been a lot of really hype pairs and great colorways this year in the four. I think that no matter what, people are going to go for this. Oh, for and then sure. you're going to start seeing the pictures. And I think it's going to look different for everyone. I, to me, it looks like it's going to be an oxblood. It's going to have some of the touches that the ones had mm-hmm. in terms of color, maybe a little bit more cool color versus warm. But from a colorway standpoint, that's what I think it's going to emulate. Someone described it as tonal burgundy. And I was like, okay, I can, I, I can I rock with that. Tonal burgundy. But anyway, it, the shoe looks great. Of course, it's Cabernet. going <laughs> to be great packaging. Uh, they're going to do the co-branded uh, Amamanye tag, of course, as well. So look out for that. Um, that's and you know if you like fours, like definitely get yourselves on that. Um, we were talking about sports before. Jason Tatum 
has his signature, his first signature shoe with Jordan Brand. He's been Jordan Brand athlete for some time now, but he's getting his own shoe and it's going to be released in March. He was on a interview the other day and he said, I have this pair in my house, but I have to like keep it on ice because like I have this secret I want to share with the world. It looks so great and I want to share it with y'all, but I can't. I got to wait till March till, till when it drops. And I think, you know, the timing is interesting, right? Because, you know, with Tatum, if you're a deep NBA person, you know who Jason Tatum is, right? But I don't know that like the average casual sports fan knows Jason Tatum, right? But that run to the finals last year on Boston. Now he is on a marquee NBA franchise, right? The casual person knows the Boston Celtics, right? And if you know the Boston Celtics, you know he is their superstar player. But that run to the finals last year, I think, uh, helped increase his Q, Q rating amongst casual people, right? Like casual sports fans, casual pop culture fans, right? And I say that because there's a way in which, you know, and it's not LeBron's not a fair comparison to use, but whatever, like the casual pop culture person has heard of Steph Curry, right? They may not know, but but they know the name, right? And so that's the challenge when you're giving signature shoes to athletes, because as much as it's like, oh, cool, the the, the, the sneaker company is like, no, are you going to move units? <laughs> that's what we care about. Are you going to sell shoes? Right. And so I think it's 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 good timing. Right. And if he's able to make another run again this year, he's in the MVP discussion. Right. I think that'll bolster the opportunity for him to potentially move units. Yeah, I I agree. I think for this generation of basketball sneakers and signature shoes, though, it is more performance focused. Right. So Mm -hmm. the people it's like and if you know, you know, I mean, pretty much anyone who watches basketball knows. But I do think it's speaking to that audience versus trying to hit a broader audience. I mean, when Jordan Brand came out too, yes, they wanted to have design and a focus. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it was still a performance shoe. I mean, Jordan might have not loved the way that all of them performed, you know, and he's mm-hmm. talked about mm-hmm. that in documentaries like The Last Dance with the different materials and fabrics that MSG famous came in his ones that caught his, caused his feet <laughs> to bleed. But I think now it is so performance focused. And like, yes, people know... LeBron and Steph from a pop culture standpoint, mm-hmm. but are people consuming LeBron shoes and Steph Curry shoes from a consumer standpoint? Like mm-hmm. if we're going with the model of my parents as a test group, I don't see mama yep. and papa Rosenthal rocking some Steph Curry's or LeBron's, you know, I mean, they might still be in their sketchers. They're wearing other <laughs> types of silhouettes and shoes, maybe a Tanjune, maybe not, right. but right. the average person. Yeah is not just rocking those shoes casually. I think LeBron, now that there is such a range of shoes, is starting mm-hmm. to do more of that. But outside of that sneaker community, which is so heavily tied to basketball, mm-hmm. I still don't see that crossover. Meanwhile, yeah. my friend who I played college tennis with is like, how do I get a pair of Jordans for my kids? That's not <laughs> yeah. a conversation that's like, how do I get some LeBrons? They don't even know, right? Because it's it, it's not totally there yet. I think some of it's yeah. because they're still playing. They're still growing yeah. and developing. Yeah. And there are so many more signature shoes now. I mean, there was a lot back then too, but not in the same way. And they don't release the them Jordan. in the same way as the Jordans, right? I mean, we talk Correct. about all the time. How many, there's like a billion Jordan ones that exist, right? Like so many with all the different colorways, right? And that's like a low, a mid, a high, right? Like, and like not every signature shoe, right? As you mentioned, performance space has that kind of, um, that kind of differentiation, right? So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if Tatum's shoe becomes popular among basketball heads. Right, people who actually play. Um, that'll that that'll be very interesting to see. Um, you know, I, I don't want to give this too much air in terms of like the reasoning, and you know, we'll, we'll kind of wrap here. But we we talked about Adidas ending its relationship with uh, with Kanye West, 
And of course, it's the right thing to do. We all agree with that, et cetera. But, you know, when things like that happen, it's not just as simple as, all right, cut Kanye, see you later, no big deal, right? Like, there's a ripple effect of things that happen along the way. And what people aren't thinking about are, in Atlanta, there's a manufacturer that produces the Yeezy Foam Runners since 2020, right? So for the last two years, and they're laying off 142 employees because, well, they're not producing Yeezy Foam Runners anymore because Adidas doesn't have that relationship. And, you know, these are people, right? It's like... When anybody loses their job, of course, it's problematic, right? But when you're talking about people that work in a manufacturer, right, whether they be warehouse, whatever, like those people need their jobs, right? I mean, everyone needs their jobs, but they need their jobs. So when you are laid off of your job for because of something like that, that is the, the ripple effect that Kanye making his wild, outlandish, anti-Semitic racist statements have. Yeah, he's pariah and persona non grata, but who cares? He's fucking rich. These people, dang. Yeah, I, I agree with this ripple effect. And it's interesting seeing the ripple is across the board, right? Like other brands following suit, everyone having comments about it, kind of these repercussions of he said, she said here. I think I agree with you. When anyone loses their job, it's a devastation. I think I'm I'm curious to see even just on the resale market, kind of what happens here from a shoe perspective. But I think that I mean, can I know, say, speakers, Gabby? I I don't think that they're. The I don't think so either. Out. I mean, you know me. Wave runners were like my one of my like favorite favorite pairs, and I can't right now. I, I, mm. I, I just can't. That there's no other way around it. Like I was in flight club just perusing yesterday before the Knicks game, and I was like, "Yep, we're gonna skip the easy section and keep going." I think they're <laughs> an important part of sneaker culture. But right yeah. now, with I, I personally have a, a hard time separating the man mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the shoe. Mm-hmm. That might change over time. That might change for a lot of people. Some people wasn't impacted at all to each their own. But I think, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, Kanye can have the pity party that he wants on social media about how he's lost all this money. But it's very insensitive to everyone else that went into that, even to the creatives, to the brand that mm-hmm. was created, mm-hmm. to that legacy that was set up to mm-hmm. succeed mm-hmm. that a year ago, like, yeah, Kanye did some stupid shit, pulled some mm-hmm. stunty things, loves the shock value, but would not have predicted that this is where we would be right yeah. now with this brand in any sense. And I, I think to that vein, right? Like there's a lot of conversation, especially in sneaker Twitter about how Adidas responded. And mm-hmm. I think that at the end of the day, Adidas made the right choice. Mm-hmm. To me, there's too much other stuff to spend time on about the timing of that decision, the this, the that, mm-hmm. because those are not, even if it's an easy decision, they're not easy steps from a legality standpoint, from a manufacturing standpoint. There are so many pieces that come into setting that up before that decision is made that I think that's the piece that no one talks about nearly enough, mm-hmm. that it's not just like, a, oh, cool, we this and we're done. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. There are businesses, there's livelihoods. And yeah. I think I totally agree with you. That's the most devastating part of it are the people that were impacted in the wake of his mm-hmm. actions. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, right? Like, as you all know, in this life, you have a lot of freedoms, but your actions have consequences and you are not free of those consequences. And those consequences maybe unintended and happen and impact other people, right? And that's the the piece that we're missing, right? And one of the reasons why we started this show is about sneaker and community, right? Like 
we all live in this world and it's a community. And when one of us does something, whether you see it or not in that way, it impacts others, right? And so in this way, right, you know, Kanye's actions impacted several hundred people, right? Of hundreds of people who, again, this is their livelihood. This is how they pay their bills, whatever the situation is, who now have to figure out something else, right? And so, you know, it's just, it's it's more to it than, you know, what the everyday is. But anyway, folks, uh, stay tuned. Uh, as you can see, we've gone through some changes here with how we're delivering our format and different things. Um, you know, again, as I said, the reason we started the show, we started, God, uh, during the pandemic, 2020, um, and we've had 116 shows to date, and we are looking forward to giving you guys more content uh, in different formats as it relates. But, you know, things are going to change, and they're in flux. So we will see how it's delivered, what the format is like going forward. But, uh, you know, stay tuned to our socials, at Kicks and Chicks. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Ooh, at KNS Show. Man, I caught myself. At KNS Show on all social at media platforms. At the KNS Show. Oh, excuse me, at the KNS Show on all social media platforms. And as for now, you can find us on the Counting Things Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that. And until next time, everybody, peace.